Thank you very much, Levi. Thank you, Alexia. Happy Sabbath, everybody. I want to thank God for his manifold blessings toward each and every one of us this morning. I'll tell you something. The devil tried to steal my joy, but Jesus has stabled the ship, and I'm here this morning to give you praise, to give God praise, the honor and glory. If you want to thank God for something this morning, because I tell you, there is always, always, always something for which to thank God. So if you want to thank God for something this morning, just type amen in the chat. Just type amen in the chat to thanking God for something this morning. And I'll tell you, I can just imagine, probably this is why I get that little thing this morning. I can just imagine the high degree of rejoicing and the melodies of singing and praise and adoration that the, the, the Philadelphia brethren felt after they received the good report from the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you this, this week, or, 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 or what we call, uh, we have been looking at the series, This Is Us, A Look in the Mirror. And so far, time flies. We have already completed five churches, and we are on the sixth church this morning. And I want to tell you something, that God is good. And I can, you, you, you know I heard that beautiful song, The Goodness of God. I can just imagine the, the Philadelphia brethren, if they had to sing this morning, rejoicing and praise they have been giving God for the report that I had. And I tell you this, it is interesting to note that God has one standard for his church and that is holiness. One of the best definitions I found is by the servant of the Lord. I tell you this, and somehow uh, uh, the way sometimes to define something is to say what it is not. And the servant of the Lord says, uh, holiness is not a rapture. I want to repeat that. Holiness is not a rapture. Holiness is an entire surrender of the will of God. It is living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is doing the will of our Heavenly Father. It is trusting God in trial, in darkness, as in well in the light. It is walking by faith and not by sight. It is relying on God with unquestioning confidence and resting in his love. If you see what I have for that word love, it's capital on the line. The mere fact that Jesus can introduce himself as holy and true, which is really who he is, speaks volume for this little church in Philadelphia. Being the six or seven churches, this church did not receive any negative critique or rebuke from our Lord Jesus Christ. It is one of the few churches in the book of Revelation which reserves an unreserved commendation and one in which uh, my Lord takes delight. It is one where there was what we abbreviate as SSS, not a tonic, but strong spiritual stability. You see, in God's eye, his church speaks the truth as in Jesus Christ. His church do what God commands. If he loves me, keep my commandments. In God's eyes, this church was true, holy, set apart. In God's eyes, this church was real, authentic, genuine, and loving. In other words, the brethren were filled with the spirit and power of God's love. And were doing exactly what the Lord wanted them to do. At whatever personal cost. 
from Philadelphia, a city of brotherly love, a city of volcanic soil, a city of grapes and earthquakes. I don't know how we combine both. From this small church, we bring you this morning some of the basic characteristics and distinct qualities that made God's expectation, hence they were successful. They are brief, but profound. Each quality, I, I can't bring you all this morning, but each quality deserves a sermon. But I can only speak on one of them this morning, which will be later. Permit me to state that each quality in itself has what we call DPR, not TKR. Double prophetic reference, meaning local, timely, specific applications in the short term for the historical church and the long-term universal applications for the believers in both this and future generation. Brother, I want to tell you something. These distinct qualities now face us for us to emulate and by the grace of God follow him. One, this church had a powerful faith in God. Somebody say amen. This church had a, a such powerful faith that the brethren testified of God's goodness over and over again. Is this the sermon this morning? Important as it is, wait. Soul warriors, they were passionate about the great commission, witnessing and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, not denying his name. Is this the sermon I'm going to speak about this morning? Important as it is, wait, promises, they claim and they believe uh, 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 and live by the promises of God. Even amidst trial, temptation, and even persecution, they stood up. Is this the sermon today? Wait, they look forward to their new name, name in the city of God. New Jerusalem. And this morning you may be wondering, how can I get my name? How can I get my name on God's book? You will get to know. And lastly, but most importantly, what, <laughs> brethren, I, I, I want to tell you something, something this morning. The possession of the Holy Spirit in their lives filled that small church with electricity, the electricity of love. And this is the lesson. This is the sermon this morning, the power of God's love, because when we are motivated by the power of God's love, everything else will fall into place. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, help us to be compassionate and kind and loving. Forgive us for all our sins. Bless your word. Bless your people. May we have uninterrupted our transmission. Bless the UV team. Bless all those in the listening of my voice. Lord, help us all to make decisions to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters, when we are saturated by the power of God's love, everything falls into place. Wheresoever you are in your home, you can shout to the roof, amen. By this shall all men know, John 13, 35, that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another, what every one of us needs is love. Who everyone needs is Jesus. 
what the world needs is love. Who, are, who the world needs is Jesus. The question for each and every one of us this morning is, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus to do what he says? And like the Philippian brethren, uh, basing your life on the promises that he has in store for us. When we like the, Philippia, the, the Philadelphia brethren who experience the power of God's love in their lives, we will never be the same again. Somebody say amen. Come with me. <laughs> and brethren, I want to show you something. Come with me to a wedding in the Old Testament that illustrates the powerful illustration of the love of God. Brothers and sisters, I tell you, come. I tell you, come, come and let us experience engaged ecstasy. Let us experience intrigue, amazement. Let us experience passionate glory. The power of true love, the power of God's love. Let's go. And I tell you, brethren, you will never be the same again. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a text in Hosea, chapter 1. Verse 2 to 3. There's a couple of verses we are going to read. And then chapter 3. Verse 1 to 3. And it says, This is the love we're going to demonstrate in this wedding this morning. Dress yourself. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto the wife of Hodom and children of Hodom. For the land had committed great Hodom departing from the Lord. So he went and took Goma, the daughter of Diblin, which conceived and bare a son. The story continues. Then said the Lord unto me, Go yet love a woman beloved of a friend, yet an adulteress according to the love of the Lord, towards the children of Israel, who took to other gods and loved flagons of wine. So I brought her to me, I want everybody to say that with me. So I bought her to me for 15 pieces of silver. I want you to remember that word, brethren. So for, uh, uh, and for a whole homa or bali. And I said unto her, Thou shall abide for me many days. Thou shall not play the harlot, and thou shall not be for another man. So will I also be for thee. But then I want, to pray, pray, I want to pray again. Father, manifest yourself through your word this morning in Jesus' name. My brothers and sisters, the power of God's love, that's what I'm talking about, because these brethren were saturated with that power that nothing could have stopped them. One of the most unusual prophets in the Old Testament, Hosea, since he was commanded by God to marry a prostitute, the name Hosea in Hebrew means deliverer. Thus, the story of Hosea is the story of a deliverer running after a prostitute, a sinner. Now, somebody did not hear that. I say it one more time. The name Hosea in Hebrew means a deliverer. Thus, the story of Hosea is the story of a deliverer running after a prostitute, a sinner. <laughs> Hosea was a young preacher in Israel during the reign of King Jeroboam. King Jeroboam was corrupt. 
And the nation, yea, the people were corrupt. Evil, the sight of evil was everywhere. Worshipping idols. The sight of evil was everywhere. And it was in this context, I said, it was in this context that Hosea was called upon to preach. Hosea, an obedient prophet, went out into Israel on every corner and on every street preaching the love of God. And Hosea preached and cried, begging the people to come back to God. What the Bible tells us, instead of listening to Hosea and turning from their evil ways, the folks mocked him and they criticized him and cursed him. Hosea was broken. Hosea was crushed. Hosea, in his discouragement, he went to God. Is anybody listening to me this morning? And he said, I can imagine the conversation. He said, I am crushed, God. I am broken. As, as, as these rebellious people will not hear your word. You need to preach this gospel somewhere else. And God, you need to destroy these people for these folks don't love you. Look at all they are doing. They are worshipping idols. They are cursing your prophet. They have turned their backs on you. God, they don't deserve your love. God, they don't deserve to live. Destroy them and preach the gospel somewhere else. My brothers and sisters, God was silent. Hosea said, God, what will you want me to do now? Because God, if you keep on loving these people, I can't understand you. God said, okay, Hosea. Okay, Hosea. Hosea, this is what I want you to do. He said, Hosea, you are a young man. Hosea, you need to get married. Is anybody listening to me this morning? God said, you are a young man. You need to get married. Some young men need to get married this morning. <laughs> he said, Hosea, I will tell you who to get married to. Huh. He said, Hosea, I want... I, I, I want you to marry a beautiful woman called Goma. When Hosea heard Goma, because you see in Hebrew, Goma means beauty. <laughs> so my boy gets excited. And as he gets excited, he says, God, speak on. God said, Hosea, I want you to marry Goma. She's going to become a prostitute. Hosea said, God, what? He said, she will be unfaithful to you. She will be a street prostitute. A night runner. Hosea, marry her. Brother, follow me carefully, brethren. And Hosea, don't only marry her, but have children with her. My brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us, Hosea married Goma. The marriage started off great. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. 
I said the marriage started off well. Hosea loved his wife, or the love for his wife gets stronger and stronger. Hosea came to the place where life without Goma was not worth living. Is anybody listening to me? Hosea loved Goma more and more. He loved Goma. And the Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, Goma got uh, children. She got three children. What was God doing? Well, God wanted to convey to Hosea and to Israel. And if we were to say, so the, the, the Philippi, uh, Philadelphia brethren, to us, the, to, to one another, he wanted to, con uh, to convey even to the world of this seven plus billion people, three facts about his love. Is anybody listening to me? I said, Goma got three children. God wanted to convey to Hosea three facts about his love. God wanted to convey that one, his love is unconditional. Somebody see me in this morning. God wanted to convey that his love is founded on freedom. I better repeat that again. His love is founded on freedom. God wanted to convey that his love is redemptive. Let's talk about his love is unconditional. Goma gave birth to her first child, a boy. And God said to Hosea, name him Jezreel. Then it became clear to Hosea that God was using his marriage uh, to illustrate his love for his people. Goma gave birth to her first son, a boy. God said, name him Jezreel. And Hosea came to himself because in Hebrew, Jezreel means shame, outcast. God wanted Hosea to understand and the people of Israel and everyone in the world and everybody listening to my voice this morning, God wanted to convey to, uh, to everyone that if you play with sin, if you hold on to sin, if you live, you will be an outcast. Sin may appear sweet, but it has a deadly venom. Is anybody listening to me? I said the things of this world may look sweet and mellow. Sin may appear attractive, but the devil gives nothing for nothing. I say the devil always gives something for something. Are you listening to me this morning? Are you listening to me this morning? And so God wanted Hosea and Israel to understand that if you play with sin, you will become a, a shame of yourself and you will become an outcast. But I still love you. God wanted to show that I love the sinner. But I hate the sin. The church in Philadelphia was able to hold God's people together because they had the electricity of love one towards another. Brethren, what the world needs is love. What you and I need is love. What the church needs is love. And if we have love, sharing and giving to one another, many will come to the foot of the cross. We've got to stop behaving better than dogs. Don't you understand it? We all 
we all have some baggage that we are carrying around. We all need the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you're in your home or wherever, shout amen. You know, a pastor was pastoring a certain church. And one Sabbath he went to preach in his robe, if you please. But before he got up to preach, a sister came up to him to introduce a young man. She said, Pastor, I was my way, I'm on, I was on my way to church. And this young man started to trouble me. And I told him, why don't you follow me and find yourself in church and behave yourself? The young man followed the young lady. And he ended up in church. And so the pastor hugged him and welcomed him. The pastor put him to sit. And where, when he went back on the pulpit, the pastor preached the good news. The gospel of salvation. When he came back down, the young man walked up to him and said, Pastor, a bishop, a priest, thank you for the message. And he left. The next time, but he came back. He was in church the next Sabbath. The church was filled to capacity. And he sat just in front. As he sat, as he sat there, some of the members started to move out one by one. And somebody said something to him that they should not have said. He took up his little pouch, put it under his arm. And walk out. He marched out of the church. The pastor, as he marched out of the church, the pastor got out of the pulpit and was noticing. Walked behind him and rushed and ran to the road and told him, "Come." He said, "Pastor, those folks don't need me. They are talking about me. They are criticizing me." They don't want to sit next to me. The pastor said, come. And the pastor hugged him and said, follow me. The pastor walked back in the church where the deacon sat and the elders sat where he, the pastor, was sitting before he went on the pulpit and said, you sit here. The pastor went back to the pulpit and preached the gospel of Christ. After preaching the gospel of Christ, the young man went home and he called the pastor and said, I just want to tell you something. What I went through even in prison in my childhood. Don't you know that he kept coming from that day forward? He journeyed or he joined the pastor's class and got baptized. Somebody say amen. Preacher. Because the preacher, Why? Because the preacher showed him that when others don't want you, God needs you. You are a sinner, yes. But you are saved by grace. Thank God for his grace this morning. I stopped by to tell somebody, the church is a hospital for sinners. Folks are sick, but Jesus is the great physician. 
and the great physician now is here, the sympathizing Jesus. Praise God. You got to love folks but hate the sin. My brothers and sisters, Goma then give birth to her second and two children. But listen to this. Goma give birth to three children. The Bible is clear. The first child belonged to Hosea. But theologians suggest that she brought the other two and left them with Hosea. But Hosea still loved them. He named them and he loved them. This brings me to the second point. The Bible tells us that after Goma gave birth to her third child, she went wild. I said she went wild. This brings me to the second point. God's love is founded on freedom. I want to repeat that again. God's love is founded on freedom. What am I saying? God will never force you to love him. He wants you to say, God, I open the door. Come in. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us after her third child, she went wild. She took to the streets in prostitution. She had no need to do that. But sin just attracted her. Uh, uh, poor Hosea. Many Sabbaths while he's in church preaching in the temple. She was running life. With affairs on the outside. The poor prophet many Sabbaths. He had to go to church alone. With the children because she was nowhere to be found. Imagine the embarrassment. You know how no, you know how Christians are. He comes to preach to us. And he can't preach to his own family. He comes to tell us how to model a Christian life. But his wife is on the outside. You know how no, you know how Christians can talk when they're ready. But my brothers and sisters, he will put the children maybe in front of you, and he will say, sit here and behave yourself. While daddy preached the word. And he will go up and preach them. To go back home. Days will pass and no goma. And whenever she came back. <laughs> whenever she came back. He treated her as though she never left. Is anybody listening to me this morning? Power of love. But one day. She packed her clothes. And left unknowing to be <laughs> to her husband. She left her home and she left the church. I want to tell somebody this morning. That now is not the time to leave the church. Somebody say amen. Now is not the time to leave the church. We are living in the last days. You may never be able to come back. I say we are living in the last days. You say, Elder, how do you know that? Let me tell you, brothers and sisters. This oath will experience four major events. I said four major events. One, creation. Two, the flood. Three, the cross. Four, the second coming of Jesus Christ. 
Now look at this. No man knows the day, nor the hour, when Christ will come. Not even our Philipp uh, Philadelphia brethren who were so close to the Lord. Not even the angels in heaven, but God alone knows. But I tell you this. Follow me. From creation to the flood was approximately 2,000 years. From the flood to the cross was approximately 2,000 years. The last event was from the cross to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We are in the year 2021. More than 2,000 years have passed. In other words, we are living on borrowed time. Somebody say amen. I want to tell somebody, now is not the time to leave the church. Whether it be young people or older folks, whosoever you are, including myself, now is not the time to leave the church. The Bible says that God is sealing his people. Oh my God, help me this morning. This very moment he's sealing his people. Revelation says, four angels are holding back the winds of strife. You believe you have seen the devil at his best. You have not seen the devil at his best. Because the spirit is still striving with man. And the angels are holding back uh, the devil at bay. But soon and very soon, God will say, I have sealed my people. He will say to the angels, let go. But then you cannot imagine when the angel let go. And the devil will have a feast day. I'm saying to you, now is not the time to leave the church. But make sure you and me, you and I, secure our place with Jesus Christ. Follow me, I'm going somewhere. Receive a seal and be ready for the coming of Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Goma packed her clothes unknowing to her husband. And she left. She went from man to man. You know, they tell me that a, 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 a man who likes and goes after a lot of women is a, is a womanizer. So how do we call a woman who goes after man? Well, you said it all, a womanizer. News came to the prophet. Listen to the news. That Goma was having a rough time because the man she was living with, he hadn't enough money to buy food and clothing for her. And the poor, and poor Hosea, when he got the news, he went looking for Guma. Not to force her to come back home, but to carry food and clothing to the poor man, saying, what you're doing is sin. But I hope she's having a hard time. Give her this. And tell her I love her. My brothers and sisters, what a man. Oh! Lord have mercy. When he got the news that she was going through a rough time, he went looking for her. Then one day, Hosea got the news that Goma had gotten weak and she would now be sold as a slave in the slave market because she had gotten weak. And the man she was living with, he had grown tired of her and wanted to get rid of her because uh, she could not have served his purpose anymore. When Hosea got the news, 
that she would be sold in the morning. Oh, Hosea did not know what to do. He was broken. He had loved his wife. He ran into his house. He fell down on his knees. And he said, God, I don't know what to do. I heard that Goma would be sold as a slave in the slave market. Lord, what do I do? I love Goma. God said, Hosea, do you love Goma? He said, yes, Lord. God said, Hosea, do you love Goma as I love Israel? Or you might even say, as I love the Philadelphia brethren, as I love each and every one of you in the world. As I love the seven plus billion people in the world, I made them. Do you love them as I love them? He said, yes, Lord. He said, do you love them again in spite of all? He said, do you love uh, Goma in spite of all she has done? He said, yes, Lord. And God said, well, Hosea, go and buy her back. My brothers and sisters, Hosea rushed into his draw. He grabbed all the money in hand, and I come back to this now. He had 15 pieces of silver. He said, God, this is all I have. As he was going through the door, because he wanted to get there as the first person before the sunrise. He said, God, 15 pieces of silver may not be enough. So he went back into the kitchen and he grabbed all the barley. He said, if the silver not enough, I will throw down the barley. And, 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 and he made his way to the marketplace. Follow me, brethren and sisters. I'm going somewhere. He got there first before the rising of the sun. And he stood right in front of the auction block. Is anybody listening to me this morning? I said he stood in front of the auction block as they break came hundreds of folks gathered at the square. And then suddenly when he looked to his left, he saw the bringing in Goma. Huh. She was in rags, chain on her feet, chain on her hands, chain on her neck. He saw them bringing in Goma. Her head was bowed down because, <laughs> because she was ashamed. Can I tell somebody here today, sin will embarrass you. Oh, can I tell somebody here today, sin will embarrass you. Are you listening to me uh, this morning? Is anybody listening? I want you to open up. I said he made his way to the marketplace. I, and as he made his way to the marketplace, he went, and he went to the marketplace. Uh, the auctioner said, well, there's nothing I can do. This woman really doesn't want auctioning. But if you all have agreed, I will let go on the auction. Let's go. And one person said, I beg to be three pieces of silver. When Hosea heard, Hosea pushed up his hands and he said, I bid five pieces of silver. And then the auctioner said, is there another bid? And another man pushed up his hands. He said, well, I bid eight pieces of silver because she cannot vote anything more than eight pieces. And then Hosea, he pushed up his hand and said, I bid, to bid, I, 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 I bid 12 pieces of silver. 
and the place got noisy. Hook started to gossip. She doesn't want that. And, 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 and then when they, and, and all sort of stuff going around, what they're doing. And then when the place got quiet, who just stepped forward, pulled out his bag. He said, I bid 15 pieces of silver. And he rested on the auction block. And then he said, before you drop that gravel, I bid, I bid, and I now bid a bushel of barley. In other words, I am placing everything I have on the auction block to buy back this woman. The auctioner dropped the gravel. He said, you got to take her. And when then Hosea walked up to Goma with a brand new robe, he wrapped it around her. She said, Hosea, my love, I'm sorry. I embarrass you. He said, Goma, this is the good news. I twice owned you. I once had you. Then I lost you. But now I brought you back. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Does this story sound familiar? Yes. It does. I know a man named Jesus. Who twice owned us. Somebody say hallelujah. He made his way to the marketplace. When we were worth nothing. When we were captured by the devil, he made his way to the marketplace. I'm talking about planet Earth. The Son of God became the Son of Man. So the sons of men can become the sons of God. Is anybody listening to me this morning? Oh, he made his way to the marketplace. I thank God for Jesus. When man sinned, God sent, John 3, 16, his only begotten Son to die for us. So that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a God. The Son of God became the Son of Man. So that the sons of men could become the sons of God. I'd rather have Jesus. Somebody say amen. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Money can't save you. Wealth can't save you. People can't save you. Children can save you. Degrees can save you. Positions can save you. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Can I preach it as I feel it? Only Jesus. There is no other name. Acts 4.12 Given among men under heaven whereby must be saved but to Jesus Christ our Lord. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veil and sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Did I tell you there is power? Wonder working power. Power in the blood of the Lamb. They led him to Golgotha Hill and they stretched him out on the cross. And the devil told the soldiers to lift him up, to be a spectacle, but the devil made a mistake. He forgot that Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw, I will draw, I will draw all men unto me. I thank God, I thank God this morning. I thank God, thank God they lift him up. I can praise his name. My life has meaning, my life has purpose. 
if you want to see the blessing of the Lord, lift up the name of Jesus. Lift him up. Oh, risen Savior, lift him up. You've got to lift him up. They lifted him up. Then they placed him in the borough too. He stayed there all night, Friday night, all day. And I'm talking about the Sabbath. He rested on the Sabbath. Sabbath is a happy day. Amen. Somebody say amen. Sabbath is a happy day. I love every Sabbath as this morning. Then came Sunday morning. Whew. Then came Sunday morning, I said. Then came Sunday morning. Angel Gabriel came and said, Jesus, son of the living God, thy father calls thee. And he arose. Hallelujah. Praise God this morning. Because he arose, and he himself says, I am the resurrection and the life. I hold the keys for death and the grave. Did I tell you I serve a risen Savior? Somebody say amen this morning. He is alive. He is in the world today. He is living whatever men may say. If you have Jesus, I want to tell you something, brethren, this morning. If you have Jesus, you have everything. Somebody say amen. The Bible says he is the rose of Sharon. In other words, he perfumes your life. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's your bridge over troubled waters. He's your prince of peace. He's the I am that I am. He is your lawyer in the courtroom. He is your doctor in the sick room. He is your teacher in the classroom. He is your preacher in the pulpit. And let me say this, he's your healer even in this pandemic. Tell your neighbor, tell your family, he's the soon coming king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Just over the mountains is the promised land. Lies the holy city built by God's own hand. I'm closing now. The question is, do you love Jesus? Even as the Philadelphia brethren. They were saturated with his love. They were faithful to him. They uh, did not deny his name. They spread the gospel like wildfire. They believe in the promises of God. They believe there's a new name which could be written down for all of us as we live for Jesus Christ. And then they had love. Brethren, do you love Jesus? Some of us need to give our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Because Jesus loves us with a love that is everlasting and changeable. You have never given your heart to the Lord Jesus. Just put in that chat, Lord, take me now. You never give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Just put in that chat, Lord, take me now. You wandered far away from the Lord. You wandered away from Jesus Christ. And as you hold this message and the love that is unconditional and is freedom and is coming back for you, say, Lord, I open my heart for the door of your love. Just write, take me back in that chat. Just type, take me back in that chat. You're coming back to Jesus. And for those who wish to recommend their life to God, say, Lord, take me back again. What a report. Someday, God is coming in glory for you and for me. I want to be saturated with his love. 
What about you? Father in heaven, we give you thanks for your compassionate love, your kindness, your goodness towards the children of men. You give us a powerful message in the message of Goma. And despite sin is making havoc in this world, you, you, you tell us in your word, and you give us the true picture that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, bless those who are coming to you for the first time. Bless those who have wandered away from you but your door is open. They are coming back to you, Lord, accept them. And then those who have already given themselves to you, Lord, they are saying, Lord, we love you. We love you and we come in. We, Lord, Lord, we recommit our lives to you to live for you again. Bless them and keep them. And Lord, hasten your coming of the second kingdom so that this world will realize that it's not our hope, but we are just passing through. Bless us in this end. In Jesus' name.